Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz, which you can catch every weekday afternoon on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. We're going to have our interview that I had with Sam Pittman, the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, coming up here in just a little bit. But I wanted to get to this new story that came out actually from the Kansas City Star dealing with Jeff Long because some of you were getting uh, your own opinions on everything about this story on social media and on Twitter. And folks, if you haven't seen this article, I think it's pretty interesting, again, because it's all alleged uh, arguments and everything that happened. So it's nothing too crazy, but I still think there are some things that we can get into about this and maybe some of the connections that it had with the University of Arkansas. So just check out some of these, some of this uh, content, if you will, from this article and dealing with uh, Jeff Long. This all has to do with the firing of David Beatty, uh, who was replacing him with Les Miles. I'm just going to read you some of the excerpts from the article. It says uh, that he that Jeff Long needed to fire David Beatty and replace him with Les Miles early in his tenure as athletic director, but he needed the money to do it. So Long and others planned the firing during the fall of 2018, including Long directing an employee to start raising funds from donors to finance the coaching switch. In the midst of that planning, questions took place about Beatty toward, to, towards a personal nature with Chris Freet, who was working at the University of Arkansas way back when, a top Kansas athletic official who quizzed a colleague about Beatty's sex life, including whether or not the coach hasn't been involved in an extramarital affair. Now, ultimately, Long fired Beatty in 2018, initially proposed promising the coach $3 million due to him under his contract, but the payment was later withheld from Kansas Athletics to reclassify Beatty's firing because they said it was for cause after an investigation found one of Beatty's non-coaching staffers engaged in permissible coaching activities under NCAA rules. Now, check out some of the depositions that were had and filed, two depositions, if you will, from David Beatty and his people dealing with Jeff Long. These are some of the things that uh, the depositions revealed. Allegations that Jeff Long made crass and remarks of sexual nature about an elderly female donor and a female school staffer. That Long was shown several examples by Beatty's lawyer of similar potential infractions committed under Les Miles during games and practices last year, but that Long was not moved to investigate his current coach based on what he was shown. Long was also set on hiring Miles early in his tenure. Under questioning, Long struggled to remember the names of the other candidates he interviewed to replace Beatty, and Kansas Athletics sought to begin documenting Miles' eventual hiring, a process that involved recording the activities of top administrators before Beatty was terminated for an ESPN Plus series about KU football later named Miles to Go. So all of this going on, and I think that a lot of these things in the deposition, that sounds true, it makes sense, because I feel like the timing of everything going on with Les Miles and the hiring of that was all very strange and very odd. But once again, this just goes, because some people have been saying today, well, what does it matter? What does it care? Let's move on. Yes, but at the same time, though, when you see stories like this, it kind of shows you and gives you light into what Jeff Long and the athletic department or at least the type of athletic department he tries to run. There's a lot of shadiness. There's a lot of things that may not make sense. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that a lot of people don't even know about that has come out of the woodwork when all this went down and all this happened. But, I, again, this is all just stuff that's still going going as far as the investigation and all that. But you mix in this with the, the Snoop Dogg situation and then the Kansas basketball and the Adidas deal. I mean, this is all insane. And the fact that Jeff Long is right smack in the middle of it shows you uh, that it's uh, it's got a lot more going on with it. And I've heard some stories from people who were inside the 
Kansas athletic department that, or excuse me, the Arkansas athletic department that knew a lot about that. And, you know, for instance, they, he wanted less miles and he didn't even try to hire anybody else because his testimony appeared to inadvertently show lack of interest in anyone besides less miles. When he has asked who he was, who he interviewed for the KU job, long mentioned less miles. He said, Todd Graham or Grantham, which he couldn't remember his name. He, then he goes, I'm struggling to remember his name. He was working with the LA Rams at the time, which was Rams senior offensive assistant, Jed, Jed Fish. And then he said, the defensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm going to forget his name as well, which was Lou Anamara, Anamura, that guy. <laughs> I can't even remember his name. But anyways, those were the guys that he was thinking about, recording according to the sources. But what this goes again to show is something I've had a theory behind, that he didn't want anybody else but Brett Bielma. He didn't talk to anybody else besides Brett Bielma. He had Brett Bielma hired from the get-go back in April. That's why he went along with John L. Smith instead of maybe going with a different approach because he knew it was going to just be a one-year deal and move on from it all. So it was just a it was a nightmare, and it all ended up being bad, and we saw the results of it all. But anyways, this is a very interesting Jeff Long story, and it's pretty damning towards him if you really think about it. Just look at the look at the story. Go to my Twitter account at BuzzJohnNeighbors and look at the story. Read it for yourself. Tell me what you think. Maybe I'm overlooking it, but it certainly seems like there was a lot to do, a lot to do in that Kansas athletic department dealing with the ways things were handled. And many Razorback fans are all too familiar with how things how and how poorly they've been handled in the history of Razorback Athletics. <laughs> You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We are now joined by the Razorback football head coach, Sam Pittman. Coach, really appreciate you joining us. I want to start right here. I got to ask, just like I did Dave Van Horn, what have you been doing during this whole time? I, obviously, you've been doing as much as you can as a coach, but any hobbies, any TV watching, anything like that? Well, you know, we, 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 we were um... – worked up until spring break and then we went on spring break and i went uh to my backyard and turned the heater to pull up and we acted like we we're somewhere else but why would you want to be somewhere else in fayetteville but we did act like it and then uh this week i'm i'm coming i'm back in the office so i haven't had much time off but what i did i really enjoyed it out out in my backyard well, Coach, uh, as far as keeping in touch with your staff, what kinds of measures have you taken with that as far as maybe conference calls, Zoom calls, maybe some FaceTime? What have you guys been doing to stay in touch? Yeah, we Zoom at 9 a.m. Uh, every morning and then at 4 in the afternoon just to see what all fired. Did we get what we set out to do that morning? Did we get it done that day? But, you know, some of the guys are in and out. Uh, back and forth, but uh, we have those Zoom calls at nine and four, and and really it's gone well uh, to this point. It really has. I can't imagine, Coach, what that's like for somebody like you, especially where you know you've been a college football coach or just a coach in general for a very long time, and then all this happens, and all the ways you handled springs and the ways you handled talking with players. It's completely changed everything. It's adjustment for everybody, but what's that been like for you not being able to have that contact, having to build the relationships one-on-one like you're so used to doing for so long? Yeah, you know, um, I've been added to every group chat, so I'm on the corners chat, I'm on the safety chat, I'm on the linebackers chat, and so uh, I wasn't 
when we were in here, but uh, because we're not now, I wanted to be added so I can throw a text in there, and if they're FaceTiming, I can I can get on there with them as well. Um, but you know, everything's about relationships. I mean, everything, and uh, so we want to make sure that we're continuing to build those, and and uh, we're doing. A, I, I feel like we're doing a nice job with that, and and again now, you know, we're starting to be able to show some video and two hours a week, and and our coaches are having meetings uh, over Zoom as well. And, Coach, uh, not too long ago you did a teleconference where you talked about some of the players that you've been impressed with so far. So what kinds of things have you seen or heard from these guys as far as what they're doing to stay in good condition? You know, they won't let us uh, – <clears throat> or we're not allowed to uh, see videos or anything of that nature. So, of course, some of them are posting them on Twitter and and, and – TikTok or whatever, but uh, I'm not for sure what TikTok is. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I think it's something that you can post, but uh, anyway, they're doing some of those things, and and uh, uh, our rehab guys, they're able to uh, show that they're rehabbing and send it to Dave. We can't see that video, but uh, we've had, I know we've had good participation in all those things, and we've had good participation participation in our meeting so uh you can't really see anything about what they're doing but we've we've sent a lot, we've sent out different workouts some that can get into a gym and some that can't and uh so it's been it's been really uh smooth we were ready for it um we have a great video staff here and and uh they got us ready and up and running so we were ready no matter how long we uh aren't going to be able to get back together uh, we were ready for it and and uh, amped up the recruiting and excited about it. Now, Coach, there's been a lot of talk, and we're being joined by uh, Sam Pittman here, Red Razorback head football coach here on the West End Cigars Hotline. Coach, there's been a lot of talk that uh, just from some experts that are thinking that may, there may not even be a college football season even happening this year. Guys like Kirk Herbstreit have come out and said that's a distinct possibility. No one really knows because it's so new and unprecedented. We're still trying to figure everything out, but – has that reality ever crossed your mind that there could be a chance where there's no college football in the 2020 season? No, um, absolutely not. I uh, haven't thought about it one time. Uh, no. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if my mind won't let me think about it, but, uh, you know, we have to stay safe. We have to do the right things country needs college football and uh so no i haven't i haven't thought about it obviously we'll do whatever they tell us to do but and we'll also be ready whenever they tell us to go but no that'd be a sad situation and of course so is this virus i i understand i'm not comparing the two by any stretch but no i haven't really thought about it well coach uh you talked about being ready to go whenever they say it's time to go there's also been talk about possibly shifting the calendar and playing the season earlier and playing in the summer months as far as June, July, August. And, of course, this is all just thinking of uh, different options out there, but what are your thoughts on possibly playing the season earlier if it comes to that? Well, we'll play it whenever they tell us to, but, you know, that, that's really the first I've heard about going earlier. Um, but if that's the case, you know, what you have to make sure is that your kids are in shape and, and ready to go. You know, certainly uh, 
majority of injuries happen whenever you're out of shape or you're tired and things of that nature. So we just have to make sure that our kids are in shape. And I'm sure the NCAA will give us an adequate amount of time to do that. And of course, I think it'll benefit the teams that have the most depth if it's, if they're going to play it in, in those type months, you know, when, it, when the heat is most prevalent. So, uh, you have to amp up your depth if that happens. We will continue on our interview with Sam Pittman, the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, here in just a second. Stay with us. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, Coach, I want to switch gears a little bit and look back on something that I know you were very familiar with because that's kind of what I've been doing, just trying to pass the time. i looking at old Razorback football highlights on YouTube, just – trying to get a little taste of sports in my life, and I know a lot of people have. But one of the highlights I watched the other day, and I really wanted to know your thoughts on it, something you were part of, was in 2014 when Sebastian Tretola, one of your offensive linemen, threw a touchdown pass on a fake field goal in what may have been one of the most fun plays I've ever seen in my life. And he did the Heisman pose after it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, going back to that, how much of a role did you play in, in planning that? Was that something that the coaches came to you and said, hey, what do you think about this? Do you have a line you think would be best at it? How did all that unfold in the execution, which was so beautiful? Well, uh, Brett, uh, Coach Biedelman, he basically drew it up on a napkin and then came into my office and said, what do you think, you know, and, before practice, Sebastian had been out there throwing balls and all. He could he could throw now, and uh, so uh, coach he didn't tell anybody about it or anything. He just drew it up, and and then we practiced. We didn't block anybody on the backside, by the way, <laughs> on that play. But uh, we just do, drew it up, and then uh, he executed it very well. And and then after that, I think the university had a media deal with him winning the Heisman or trying to go for the Heisman. And that video was, I wish they'd replay that video because it was really cool. And, you know, right now with all the replays and all that. And then the other one I saw on TV was one when Hunter Henry Henry threw the ball back against Ole Miss. But, uh, yeah, that was a a great play. Sebastian had fun with it. And, and, uh, of course, it went viral all over the land and and did a good job of getting – Arkansas Razorbacks out there. You brought up that Hunter Henry heave, Coach. Have you ever seen a play like that in person? Any any type in that moment? Because I still look back on it and try to make sense out of it, which I can't. But I have never in my life seen a college football play happen like that in that situation, especially what with what was going on. Because that was the game that kept Ole Miss out of going to the SEC championship game. Have you ever seen anything like that? Never. And uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I would love to have said, hey, I told him, you know, if he's short of the first down. Nobody told him anything. He uh, he knew he was short. Brandon uh, Allen threw it over to him, and he knew he was short, and he knew the only way we could keep the ball alive is throw it backwards, and and he did. And, and But I've never seen anything like that. And, and again, we, we didn't tell him to. He just was smart enough to do it. And then <laughs> Skipper 6'10 behind tipped it over and uh, – Alex Collins ran it up for first down. Alex, honestly, Alex didn't think he had the first down, and so he fumbled the ball, and Skipper went over there and jumped on it. And uh, but he had the first down. But anyway, there's a lot to that play that was just 
for whatever reason, hog magic, whatever you want to call it. You know? <laughs> it was a great, great win. Great game even before that play. But uh, that one and that same year we played Auburn in three or four overtimes, and it was it was a wonderful game too. Obviously, they're better when you win, you know. That's right. That's right. They always are. Well, Coach, I know you're an offensive lineman guy. You always have been. And I think it's unfair that an offensive lineman don't ever get considered for the Heisman Trophy because there's times where the best player in the country is an offensive lineman, but they never get that reward. They never get that praise. What do you think it's going to take to start getting offensive linemen to win the Heisman Trophy? I don't know. I kind of was wondering if they'd ever give offensive line coach the head coach somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So there has been a breakthrough. Uh, So – you know, they're very talented guys. They just don't score points and they don't outrun people and all that stuff. So uh, us that have a huge love for big people and linemen, uh, we understand uh, people as a whole. Uh, there's a lot of folks out there that don't watch the line. You know, obviously, if your quarterback throws for 300 yards, you got a great quarterback. If he gets sacked, the line's terrible. And if you're running back, runs for 250 yards. <laughs> He's a great back, and if he runs for 50, the line didn't block anybody. So that's kind of the world of an offensive lineman. I would say we'll be a long, long way before an old lineman wins Heisman or even gets to the Heisman Trophy presentation. Yes, unfortunately, that's the case. Well, real quick, Coach, we'll let you get out of here on this. This is the most important question I could ask you of this interview. Have you watched the Tiger King? Well, I watched a little bit of prelims on it today because somebody mentioned it in our in our zoom and that that thing's crazy (laughs) i don't have netflix but i'm getting ready to get it so i can just watch that show but that's a crazy show and everybody's making fun of barry odom because he's from that area you know i think that's in winniewood but he's from that area and he said his wife and kids have been over there and uh i'm not sure from the clip i saw that Anybody should go over there, but, <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, I haven't watched it. But uh, next time we talk, I'll have the, I'll have every every one of them watched. Excellent, excellent. Well, we appreciate it. Let us know, Coach Pittman. Appreciate you coming on. Have fun, or at least as much fun as you possibly can during this time. And we look forward to catching up with you later down the road. I appreciate y'all. Hey, appreciate- Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. Keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 